let's hear a story about Markham Hill. This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History from Friends of Markham Hill, an effort to save the mountain from development and make it a nature and wildlife preserve. Not only will this protect the birds, wildlife, and natural habitats, and the intact urban forest, it will also protect its ecology, environmental benefits, historical places, and early 20th century ruins, its evidences of Native American habitation and known and registered sites, the U of A running trails used by our champion cross-country and track teams, and its natural habitats where students from the University of Arkansas, Fayetteville High School, and Ramey Junior High, and elsewhere, can do studies and field trips in walking distance from class. Today's story, The Pratt Boys. The Pratt Boys' father, Cassius L. Pratt, was born in 1846 in Kentucky. His first wife, Maggie W. Phillips, died in 1871 at 22 years old, along with their infant daughter, Mary Elizia Pratt. In 1875, Cassius moved to Texas. He married Mary Magdalene, or Maggie, Egal, in 1880. Their first child, Cassius L. Pratt, Jr., was born in 1881, when Maggie was 19 years old. Their second child, Fletcher Howard Pratt, was born in 1883. Their third child, Darwin H. Pratt, was born in 1885. Their fourth child, Gladstone Camden Pratt, was born in 1888. He was named after the 19th century British Prime Minister. The four Pratt sons were nicknamed Cash, Fletch, Coots, and Twink. The family moved to Springdale, Arkansas in 1890. Cassius and Maggie's two daughters, Margaret Joy Pratt and Evangeline Pratt, were born in 1894 and 1898. The family moved to Fayetteville and settled in what is now called Markham Hill in 1900 when the Pratt boys were 19, 17, 15, and 12 years old and Joy and Evangeline were 6 and 2 years old. I obtained the following information from a Pratt family descendant's writings. In 1906, Cassius Pratt Sr. put all his capital in a real estate speculation for his four sons. It was their Selena, Oklahoma project. The Pratts were the dominant family, the directors of the town's destiny. The Pratt Land Company bought all the land around the original settlement, laid out the streets and lots, built a bank building to be the town's bankers, and built an electric generator to provide the new Selena with lighting. The reborn Selena was launched with a huge cookout and brass band concert to which all the surrounding population was invited. The launching of Selena was a classic model of the dream of the Old West, building a town or city from scratch. For Cassius Pratt, it must have been the culmination of all his years trading in real estate and now he could keep up the tradition with his sons. The Selena project was based on blind optimism and not any profound business sense. One piece of evidence for this is the Pratt's refusal to give land for a railroad depot to the rail line running near the town. Within five years, it was clear that the Selena project had failed. It was not listed as an incorporated town in the 1910 census and the 1920 census listed 411 inhabitants. 
The four boys then had to make their own way in the world. They drifted through minor jobs in small Oklahoma towns over the next 20 or so years until three of them settled in Tulsa. Twink became a FHA loan inspector. Coots was elected commissioner of finance and revenue for the city of Tulsa for five terms, and Fletch became a small developer with a modest success. Cash was so ashamed of holding down a job as a small-town bank teller that he eventually left Oklahoma. He later became a successful dealer in precious metals in Detroit. After the failure of the Selena Project, Cassius Pratt Sr.'s family on Markham Hill had few resources. Their family residence, Pratt Place, had to double as a rooming house by the end of the 1910s. There still were enough family resources to send both daughters to the University of Arkansas. Since the family money had been wasted on the four sons, the Pratt family home and surrounding land was given to the two daughters as their inheritance. I found two stories of interest in newspaperarchive.com about two of the Pratt boys. The first story is a short article and photo in the Northwest Arkansas Times in April 14, 1965. It says, Leverett School Class of 1901. There were 30 students in the 1901 class at the old four-room Leverett School located on the corner of Maple Street and Garland Avenue. Many familiar names appear on the roster. Gladstone Camden Pratt is number 27, the boy dressed in black in the upper right of the photo. The second story involves the eldest Pratt boy, Cash, when he was 29 years old. In the Fayetteville Daily Newspaper, July 1st, 1910, Cash Pratt Kills His Man. Tahlequah, Oklahoma, June 30. As a result of an old feud, Richard Terry, a former Deputy United States Marshal, was shot and killed here this morning by C.L. Pratt, cashier of the Bank of Kansas of Kansas, Oklahoma. Terry lived an hour after the shooting. He was shot three times. Pratt fired five times. The shooting occurred in the rear of the Cherokee Capitol building where the Cherokee payment is being made. Pratt was one of the many bill collectors on the ground and was located in his booth at the time of the shooting. The only eyewitness of the killing was the janitor of the building. He says that Terry was walking down the aisle and when he reached opposite Pratt's booth, five shots rang out. Terry reeled and fell. Pratt had a 38 automatic revolver and a shotgun in his booth. He used the former. In a statement to some friends, Terry declared that he was unarmed and that his visit through the booths had no connection with Pratt. He denied that he was looking for him. Pratt became hysterical after the shooting. He was lodged in jail. He said he thought Terry was armed. Terry formerly conducted a pool hall at Kansas and gave some notes for furniture to a Kansas City furniture firm. The Bank of Kansas, of which Pratt was cashier, purchased the notes. It is said that the notes caused some difficulty between Pratt and Terry and that today's shooting was the outcome. In 1906, Terry was wounded in a fight with the notorious Wycliffs, during which Ike Gilstrap was killed. Pratt was reared in Springdale and Fayetteville and left some four years ago for Oklahoma. He was a student in the university for several years and was highly regarded by teachers and students. 
His father owns and resides at the Old Norman Place west of town, just north of the Fulbright Place. The second article on the incident is from the Muskogee Times Democrat, September 17, 1910. Pratt, acquitted bank cashier, arrives in Muskogee, takes vacation. Cash L. Pratt, cashier of a bank at Kansas, Oklahoma, who was acquitted by a jury of the murder of Dick Terry at Tahlequah yesterday morning, arrived in Muskogee last evening, accompanied by his brother and two armed deputy sheriffs of Cherokee County. Pratt spent the night here as the guest of Murray Haskell and, according to his friends, departed for Texas this morning for a few weeks, after which he will return to Kansas, Oklahoma and resume his duties at the bank. After a man spends 75 days in jail, he is entitled to a little fresh air, according to Pratt's friends. Fearing violence from friends of Terry and hearing rumors of threats, Pratt decided to leave Tahlequah early in the morning and drove overland. The sheriff of Cherokee County offered him protection, which he took advantage of. Pratt drove to Fort Gibson and waited near the depot until the Frisco train came roaring in. On the platform stood a deputy sheriff who reached to his head, took off his big white hat, and ran his hand over his head. This was the signal that the coast was clear and none of Terry's friends were on the train. Pratt discharged his driver and took the train and rode into Muskogee last evening. He left the city this morning. I found the obituaries of Fletch, Coots, and Cash. I was unable to find Twink's obituary, but I know he died after his three brothers and two sisters because he attended all their funerals. For photos corresponding to this story, go to Facebook group Friends of Markham Hill and look for the weekly entitled The Pratt Boys. This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History.